Chapter 27. Left Hand, Right Hand. Commences with a quote by Robert Latono. It's all right to give God credit, but he can use cash too. I like to think of Matthew 6, the centre of Christ's Sermon on the Mountainside, as the chapter of secrets. Christ spoke in it of secret giving, secret prayer and secret fasting. He then went on to give us the beautiful promises about storing up our treasures in heaven and not worrying about what we will eat or drink or wear. Beautiful words indeed. But Jesus' directions on secret giving seem to raise as many questions as they answer. Let's have a look in Matthew 6 verses 1 to 4. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. There are probably volumes of interpretations on what Christ meant in these verses, but I'm guessing that he simply meant what he said. When you do a good deed, don't let anyone know. How hard is that? Surely we can let those close to us know. And maybe a few people on the welfare committee at church? Nobody. But isn't it important that we share our good deeds with others in order to inspire them to do good also? Jesus said, Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Hmm, ouch. If Christ's words were meant to be taken literally, then this has got to be one of my biggest downfalls. Not that I parade my good deeds or make a show out of them. In fact, I keep most of them very secret. But my heart sort of secretly wishes that more people knew. In Proverbs 23, 7, we read, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Regardless of whether or not I run my very own good deeds theatre, if I wish for it in my heart, I've got a problem. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, we read, The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Okay, I know that there's a lot of sense in not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing, as it helps eliminate the doing of good deeds just so that other people can see what I've done and think well of me and praise me and respect me me, me, me. Not letting people know what I've done and actually going out of my way to make sure people don't find out seriously reduces the all-too-common self-centeredness of giving. But what about the motivational side of giving? The Apostle Paul regularly wrote of the good deeds and sacrifices made by early Christians. He would try to motivate one church to give generously by telling them of the good deeds of another church and even the deeds of individuals. That's not keeping it secret. And let's not miss the fact that Paul wrote under the influence of the Holy Spirit, so what he said must be okay. He wrote to the congregation in Corinth, telling them that their example in generous giving had inspired many others to give as well. He even told them that he regularly boasted about their generosity. Again, that's not keeping secrets. So, looking at Paul's inspired words, what were the principles of giving that Christ was extolling in the chapter of secrets? The first thing I noticed was that it wasn't the Corinthians who were boasting about their own good deeds. 
It was Paul, and he was using their example to encourage others to greater generosity. There are plenty of opportunities to share the generosity of others without touching on anything we have done ourselves. Proverbs 27 verse 2 reads, Let someone else praise you, and not your own mouth, an outsider and not your own lips. Second, the Corinthians were motivated to be generous not because they saw it as an opportunity to be praised, but because they saw the genuine needs and wanted to help in a heartfelt way. Christ's words speak for themselves. Our good deeds are not to be motivated by our own selfish desires. We're not to do them in order to receive praise or respect from our peers, our family or the community. Our motivation for giving, our true inner heart motivation, should not be to be seen by others. That's not easy. Not for me, anyway. Furthermore, just because I don't announce my good deeds with trumpets doesn't mean that in my heart of hearts I'm not slightly tempted to hope that someone will still find out about what I've done. It's a battle that only daily conversion can help me win. I must remember, moment by moment, that I'm not called to play centre stage at the Good Deeds Theatre. I'm called to serve, humbly and in secret. But then there's also that third angle, inspiration. For me, hearing and reading the accounts of exceptionally generous givers is truly inspiring, even if it does come straight from the horse's mouth. Robert Latono's autobiography, Mover of Men and Mountains, has got to be one of the most faith-building and generosity-inspiring stories on the market. Yet it is quite liberally sprinkled with Latono telling us about his own good deeds. He and his wife had a personal annual income of $500,000 in 1935. That's tens of millions today. Yet right until his death, Latono drove a modest Volkswagen Beetle. Having this sort of income, but still choosing to drive a modest set of wheels and regularly living simply and frugally with your wife in an old caravan on excavation sites, is truly inspiring. Latono said, The question is not how much of my money I give to God, but how much of God's money I keep for myself. That's worth repeating. The question is not how much of my money I give to God, but how much of God's money I keep for myself. He also said, The preachers can tell us that Christianity works. They are God's salesmen, selling salvation and the Christian way of life. But unless we businessmen and women support them and testify that Christianity is the driving power of our business, you'll always have doubters claiming that religion is all talk and no production. Letono's family often gave 90% of their personal and company income to God's work and lived off just 10%, sometimes referred to as reverse tithing. As Letono quipped, it's all right to give God credit, but he can use cash too. An inspiring life. And then there's Warren Buffett, known as the Oracle of Omaha, who's regularly listed as one of the richest people on the planet, and yet still lives in the very same home that he and his late wife purchased in 1958. Melinda and I don't live in the tiny love shack caravan in which we spent the first five years of our married life, but Buffett's decision to live in a home that doesn't reflect his wealth is still very inspiring. It has helped us to make decisions, like only building homes for which we don't need to borrow money. 
It's not exactly sacrificing, but it's a start. Buffett also pledged to give away 99% of his fortune. His $31 billion donation to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a pretty decent way of proving his genuineness. These good deeds are not secrets, but they are inspiring. Paul also provides a few snippets of wisdom about the laws of cheerful giving in 2 Corinthians 9 verses 6 and 7. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So whether I'm giving covertly enough to make the CIA proud or being openly inspirational to others does matter. But it doesn't seem to matter as much as the state of my heart, my true inner motives, my sincere reasons for using my blessings to bless others. As Mother Teresa, the globally respected Catholic missionary, is credited with saying, it's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. Our focus should be on the service we can give back to Jesus in the person of others, not the rewards for doing so. If we keep it that way and do most of our giving anonymously, Jesus tells us that we will receive rewards, eternal ones. That's the secret.